Hello everyone and welcome to episode 307 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now on today's episode, I'm joined by the UK rapper Shay Lingo. On today's episode, we get to talk about his collaboration with Crunchyroll. Not only that, his love for anime and manga. We talk about how the world of anime came into his life and his life growing up and how he got into being a rapper. But not only that, we also talk about his independent record label that he's now on and so much more. And that's all coming up for you in just a couple of minutes time. On my last episode, on episode 306, I was joined by the beautiful actress Ellen Adair. On this interview, we got to focus and talk all about her brand new film, Heard. We talked about her career to date and so much more. And this was also part of my video podcast, which is now on YouTube under Mark and Me TV. If you haven't checked this out, there's six videos there right now. And the channel's only been going a month, but it's been getting some amazing numbers, some amazing feedback. And if you haven't checked it out, go on YouTube, type in Mark and Me and hit that subscribe button. But today it's all about the rapper Shay Lingo and we get to talk all about the collaboration with Crunchyroll, what it was like to work with Miku Nakamura and so much more. So I think the best thing to do now is to get to the interview. So here's me and Shay Lingo talking all things music. Hi Shay, welcome to the Mark and Me podcast. Hello Mark, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, what thanks, I do man. with all guests that uh, come on, I've just hit over 300 episodes, but every guest oh, gets congratulations, the same first... Bro. Thank you. Everyone gets the same first question. Um, when you were growing up, what was that first album that you remember buying maybe with your pocket money or was passed to you from a family member that made you fall in love with music? Um, wow, what a question. The first album... If it's embarrassing, you can admit it. Mine uh, wasn't great. I, Mine was like Cooler Shaker, so it wasn't that, you know, I, I tell people it's better than that, but you know. Um, that's so hard. I don't think it was an album. No? I think, nah, I don't think it was an album. I think it was, it was seeing, it was, it was more of a moment than it was an album, but it was obviously related to music. Um, I think it was seeing uh, Chip or Chipmunk at the time on Westwood, Chipmunk and Ice Kid on Westwood spitting grime when I was in like I don't even know year six or something like that like I think that was the moment for me I was like raw these men look like my age do you know what I mean they look young like me like but they're on they're on big radio do you know what I mean and at that time radio was radio was a lot more potent so it was like before we even understood what virality meant to the internet they were going viral on the internet do you know what I mean and not every and at those times not everyone could afford to even have a phone. So you had to like congregate to like watch certain things on someone's phone if they if they managed they were lucky enough to be able to buy one. So yeah, it was it was that moment I was like, raw and to see also to see how everybody reacted to it, just from them spitting about their lives, I think that was a that was a very pivotal moment for me. I grew up with reggae in my home, so there was always soul in my house, but I definitely think when I left my home and I was in the outside world, because obviously the world is a teacher just as much as your parents are. So I learned from the world like raw, you can really just be out here telling your story or telling a story um, in a poetic way. And you can live off of that. You know what I mean? Because they were clearly living off of that in some capacity and yet to know what they would do. So I was like, raw, I want to take that step. I want to, I was inspired that way. 
So that was the moment you knew yourself that you wanted to be a creative artist and a rapper and hopefully make a, a living for it and do it every day. Yeah, I was already I was already predisposed to music as well because obviously what happened, what was going on in my house with the reggae and my mum's got my grandma's got a massive vinyl collection and I was I was also going to the youth clubs in my area quite a lot. I was frequenting them quite a lot and to go to the studio just to look at equipment and just be around it. I took a course when I was like I don't know, like 14 or something like that, like super, super young. Um, and it was a six week course on how to produce music. And within that time I'd produced, a, that was the first song I'd ever like written and produced myself. And it made it onto the same radio stations that I'd heard these men spitting on. Do you know what I mean? So that was like, not only, not only do I have a passion for this and am I inspired by the things that happen in this space from people that look and, and come from similar areas and similar backgrounds to me, but I clearly also can affect things in this space. You get me? Because I've managed to make it here. So I've managed to get my song here and nobody even really knows who I am. So that means the song must be good. Do you know what I mean? So Definitely. yeah, I think a constellation of events around music, not necessarily in a specific album. Now, obviously today we're going to talk about anime and manga. Um, what was your first experience and introduction into the world of manga? Because... Mine was more on the anime side, but I mm. did watch the Street Fighter 2 cartoon when I was growing up uh, on VHS. One of my friends had it, but Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle are some of my favourite anime mm. of all time. But mm. um, I was wondering what was the first kind of uh, films or shows you remember watching that made you fall in love with it? One Piece was before, even before Crunchyroll's birth, respectively. I was watching it on like Western channels. like, And it was it was like things it was just like between one piece and dragon ball z and pokemon on mostly on a saturday or like a weekday yeah. evening i think i remember one time i wanted to watch it was it was actually the episode where goku went super saiyan for the first time and it took him like three episodes or something to like actually achieve the form and i had i had such a tantrum at that time with my nan <laughs> like because she wouldn't let me stay up because it was like a tsunami thing it was like a past nine o'clock type situation but i had school in the morning i just remember having this mad like you don't even know how important this is to me to watch this this character this do this thing like this tv is, do you know what yeah. i mean no but it was though it actually ended yeah. up being like one of the most still to this day one of the most like sought after moments in 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 anime full stop so yeah, like I was, I was literally watching history in the making when it when it comes to anime. That was a core anime memory for a lot of people. So, you get me, and it inspired so much. You know, what I'm saying it inspired so much to come after, like power systems and stuff. So, or even even the manifestation of aura, like those kind of things. And it was it was it was illustrated so like intensely. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. So between One Piece and Dragon Ball Z. And One Piece obviously was a lot more intricate with the way that it told the stories. Um, and Luffy, Luffy's character and growing into what we know it is now, in hindsight, was like a lifetime. You know what I mean? It was a lifetime because it's been it's been a number of decades, you know what I'm saying? Like over the time that One Piece has been alive. So yeah, I'm I I guess I guess the conception was One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon. And then you got to work on a podcast, didn't you? Animator Z for Amazon. And yeah, obviously yeah. you get to talk lyrical every week about how much you love it and all these different projects and yeah, yeah. titles. And that must have felt like a dream. Oh, bro, it was amazing because it came around the same time that I had just finished the second, the, sorry, the first album, um, The Worst Generation, which is a nod towards One Piece in its title. And I was 
like I was doing a lot because obviously I'd released the album. So I was doing a lot more interviews and stuff and I was talking a lot more on, into mics and it's not music. So people are listening to me talk and make points and, and articulate myself and like go off on tangents about whatever um, within questions. And they were like, have you ever thought about, like my close friends were like, you ever thought about doing podcasting, bro? Like, like you, you speak well, like rah, 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 this, this, that. So I was like, nah, not really. And it, it, it got to the point where even my, even my supporters were like DMing me, my fans were DMing me like, yo, you should have a podcast, bro. And I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> sick, sick. And then completely randomly, we got the opportunity to do that. So it like it to, to write to the A to Z podcast. It's like, what am I going to talk about on my podcast though? Like, what what would I say? Like, and then maybe some months later, we get this email saying, yeah, you can come on this podcast and we're just going to have you sit down and talk about anime, basically. Just go watch these anime and talk about that. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, wow, 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 wow. Um, I could pay my rent just by talking about anime. This is crazy. Like, and I'm a musician, which means this is just an addition to the thing that I'm, I already am. And now the world is opening up for me in a certain way. So after that, I was I was quite intentional about putting myself in the space, not just because it was so u- unique to have written for JJK or to have done the, the anime podcast, but because of the results of those things were so genuine. You get me? They were so, I got such sincere feedback positive feedback just in the same way I do with the music and the people that it reaches and the people that it affects like it 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 was almost like releasing songs again you know what I mean but it's because it means so much to you and you're so passionate so to talk about it must not even feel like work it's just you do it for free you yeah, just are yeah. so passionate about it you just want to talk about it all day anyway yeah yeah exactly 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 so to have that opportunity and then to be able to support my family with 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 what that what that gave me do you get me? It was just like, raw. I'm really out here living my purpose. This is dope. Like, this is so dope, which I think is a big point in, in anime as well. You get me? And and part of the reason I wrote the song, because a lot of that, a lot of those conversations that I'm talking about in the song hypothetically or the, a lot of the conflicts that I'm discussing um, sonically are, and the visuals I'm trying to make you see are like, it gets dark, but it does get lighter at the end. You know what I mean? It does get lighter. You do see there is hope at the end. So you just have to you just have to grim and bear it sometimes. So what was it like then when you got involved and did this collaboration with Crunchyroll? Surely the kind of inner child of you was just like, is this Christmas Day? This must yeah, feel bro. like all your dreams. I'll be real, it's even still surreal now. Like I'm sitting here talking to you and like we're in a room in the middle of Soho <laughs> and it's like <laughs> like rah, there's pictures of me in the hallway of this of this mad hotel and Crunchyroll of like brought this amazing team out to kind of facilitate this thing and all because of some passionate things I felt over some some moving pictures that I watched and how they touched me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like I'm very, very humbled by this. You know what I mean? Extremely humbled, but also quite empowered and I feel quite free. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good space to be and I feel, I feel very at home. It could make me emotional, but I feel very at home. It's nice. That's a good feeling and you've earned it. And Thank with you. the um, the collaboration with Miku Nakamura, yeah. um, what was that process like working with her? Because obviously she's iconic, but obviously you weren't in the same room and I've seen studio footage and making of footage where you were kind of collaborating over the internet. Yeah, yeah. It must have been such a good uh, kind of behind the scenes and uh, production for you to get involved and have someone else to kind of share ideas with, but work on this whole collaboration together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very much like, um, how do I explain it? It was it was it was ser- it was like surreal because 
it's the first time I'd actively spoken to somebody from Japan who doesn't speak English. Yeah. Um, so we, we only had the music. Do you know what I mean? Like we really only had the music and one of her friends who's helping translate and stuff, obviously the sentiments of songs and whatever. And gracefully put together by a crunchy roll. It was, it was amazing. Um, and she's dope. She's an amazing singer. Like her voice is ethereal. She sounds like an angel to me. So when I heard her on Asphyxia before, when I was like kind of putting together my, cause sometimes I'll go into like a little hole in my house and just like think of ideas and stay up till whatever time in the night, trying to get stuff, trying to get my ideas like into a vision and into a pathway. And I did that. And I was listening to, to Miku's voice on Asphyxia. And I was like, I need this. This promotes such freedom. You get me? It, it's, her voice sounds like she's floating through the air while she's singing it. Do you know what I mean? So I was, I was very inspired to have her on the song. So I chose her. Well, after, we, after we'd composed um, uh, the majority of the song, I chose her. And she, she gracefully and, and thankfully agreed to be a part of it and lend her voice to it. And then, yeah, we got in, she she respected what was already done and she didn't want to do too much. Um, but she also obviously was very strong in the way that, um, in the way that she, she wanted to contribute. You get me? She wanted her contribution to have value as well. Um, and yeah, we, we found a lot of, a lot of middle points in the sentiments of how things would come across in Japanese versus Versus the original, um, the original lyrics had written obviously in English, and all these, all these little bits that just got melted away. The barriers that just got melted away by the fact that we were in agreement over what purpose the song had. So, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience to work with Miku, and I'd, I'd love to work with her again. Were you kind of sitting there while it was all being recorded, and the track "Lifetime" was coming together, kind of pinching yourself, like? Is this a dream? Like I'm getting to work and collaborate on this, and it's for Crunchyroll, and it's <laughs> with anime, and it's like, yeah, I'm one, still getting paid for this. Yeah, like, how crazy. how has this happened? At one point, yeah, I was my the director, um, because I, I I helped creatively direct the BTS as well. So yeah, I'd I'd hired um or put forward, let me say, um, uh, Grade A Productions, which is which is the guys that I did a lot of my um music videos with and they gave me room to creatively direct those music videos as well for my last album coming up for air so when i called them for this i was like yo we need to i want to i've got an opportunity to help um facilitate some bts for this song that i'm doing it's a big collaboration i'm doing with Crunchyroll. um i got to hire my friends and that's that was a part of it that was like another oh my gosh i'm the i'm the protagonist of my own anime type stuff you know what i mean and like seeing that all come together that there was a moment in the filming of the bts where the director said to me my friend reese reese salvador said to me what does it mean to have worked with crunchyroll just like that you get me and i was i just i i it made me emotional it made me emotional yeah i bet you froze you up like, a bit yeah like, man um, it was like how my, do i sum it up with words I, it's, it was hard to do it was very hard to do other outside of like obviously i will like respectfully i will go on to do other stuff but this is a significant core moment in my career for me you know what i mean because it blends everything that i am you get me it blends everything that i am i'm from the uk you can hear that on the song do you get me i'm also i'm also from um caribbean descent you can hear that on the song you like i'm 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 a person who likes to be creative and likes to move through sound and likes to move and and inspire people through visual and i think the song is very visual you get me so you can hear that through the song 
I'm a person that likes to collaborate and feel respected and feel and feel honored. And I like to honor and respect other people. You can hear that through the song. Do you know what I mean? So when when he asked me, and I and I revere Crunchyroll highly. So when he asked me, like, yo, what does it mean to like you and your inner child to like work with Crunchyroll in this way, in this capacity, in such a big capacity, in such a unique, specific way, kind of thing. I had, I had tears before I had words. You know what I mean? It was. It's beautiful. Yeah, man. It was it was a dope, very very dope experience and a very very moving experience for me. Um, Do you feel like this yeah. collaboration and obviously um, now having this release out there for the world to see? Do you think it will bring a newer audience to anime and to Crunchyroll and that fans of your music that might not be aware of your love for anime or mm. just you know your fan base? might now start getting converted into checking out a lot more anime and then like you being obsessed and falling in love and yeah. finding all these incredible material that's available. I hope so, man. I hope so. I can only hope you get me like God gives you a talent, a gift, whatever the case may be. And you just got to find a way to serve the people that you love in your community with that gift. You get me? So I just hope that I'm able to serve them in the right way. You know what I mean? With this song. And yeah, I think that's the most I can say on it. Like I'm, I'm just trying to do what I think I've been put here to do. No, that's fair enough. And I suppose for people that are listening today that aren't aware of all the world of anime or Crunchyroll, are there certain titles or pieces of work that you'd recommend that people could start off that will give them an insight into the world of anime? Um, oh man, that's again like full circle. It's I'd have to I'd have to ask you what you're already into. You know what I mean? What you're predisposed to and stuff. So yeah, but I hope I hope Lifetime is a bridge um, for a lot of people to like just go and have have a go at it. Do you know what I mean? And just see what might work for you. Read the synopsises of go and scroll Crunchyroll. Read the synopsises. Download it. You get me? You can get you get you could get a free a free thing, right? You could get a free fourteen day. Yeah, you could get a free fourteen day like anything. So just go. Just go and have a go with it, man. The risk is proof, innit? What's some of your personal favourite stuff then? Uh, the one that solidified it for me as an adult was Death Note, for sure. Oh, um, Death Note is incredible. Yeah, Death Note is... I think Death Note... I'm going to go on record to say this and feel free to quote me. I think Death Note is actually one of the best pieces of writing of yeah. the last... Well, I'm 30, so... Of the last 20 years. <laughs> I'm going to go on record to say that because movie, book, anything I've ever consumed story-wise, fictionally, like Death Note had me want, if I could have done a backflip at the time, I might have, you get me? If I could have crawled onto my ceiling at certain points, I might have. The plot twists, everything, just insane, insane. Character development, ins like just forget it, bro. Forget it. So definitely, definitely Death Note. That, one, that was the one that solidified it for me as an adult. The first time I felt seen was definitely One Piece and Naruto. Um, I think... Well, I'm 41 and uh, Death Note for me is probably one of the finest pieces of writing I've ever ever had. I'm so and, happy you uh, said that. Nothing, nothing else honestly touches it. It's. I hope one day they can do it justice and give us the film version that we deserve. Yeah, for real, because it's incredible, man. I think world building, so I think identifying with character is definitely One Piece in Luffy and freedom and all of that stuff, especially looking backwards. From to where he is now in Gear Five and stuff, um, Death Note solidified it for me as an adult um, because obviously it was setting it was meant to be set in real world Japan with supernatural element and like psychological thriller element. Um, 
And then I'll say three. So the last one, I think world building wise um, and power system. I started to respect power systems and world building when I watched Hunter Hunter. I think that was a moment nice. when, because you thought the Hunter exam was the end of it. And then they introduced the concept of Nen and the power system around Nen. And I was like, wow, wow. Okay. Okay. Sick, sick, sick. We've got, we've got a whole blown. new thing to like subscribe to here. <laughs> yeah. Do you get me? Like, yeah, man. Yeah. And then, and then Greed Island and all of these things introducing the card game and like, yeah, man, it was, that world building was, was very, very, very well done. So yeah, I think those three, those three, One Piece, um, Death Note, Hunter, Hunter, for different reasons, character development, uh, story and world building. Does it feel really exciting or nervous that the track's just about to get released and obviously people that are then going to go and watch stuff on uh, Crunchyroll will then experience this song like they did with FIFA in the past and then start Googling who you are and checking out the track on YouTube and stuff like that and getting all excited? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I am quite nervous because I want to be, just because I want to be able to serve the community well, you get me? I just want to yeah. add something good to it. I want I want to represent myself well first and foremost. I want to represent my family well, and I want to represent Crunchyroll well. Do you know what I mean? So, I want to I want to solidify the fact that they made a good decision. They picked a real one, and yeah, hopefully there's more to come. You get me? I I was going to say, do you think there's a future to do another collaboration? Hopefully with Crunchyroll in the near future, if this goes well. I mean, tweet them. <laughs> send them some Tag tweets them in and on Instagram. you get me fun yeah. scour the internet we want more and we hit want them, more hit up everybody on LinkedIn and bother them yeah. bother them do you know what I mean get in their inboxes right and bother now. them tweet them we want more yeah we want yeah. more please and as we're sitting here obviously now you've gone on to your own indie label which must feel really really exciting but then to have the full creative control that also must feel really inspiring that there's kind of no limitations and you can do what you want when you want. Yeah, man. I think there's a stigma around labels. I think it's very much about the people you choose. You get me? Yeah. The people that work your team. It's not just about the the history of the label or who else they've got on their roster. You have to carve your own path wherever you go, I think. And I think my freedom is just a reminder of that. And I say freedom very loosely because I was still very much in control of what we released and what I submitted when I was a part of the label but at the same time like this this newfound energy and this newfound freedom that i have um after after kind of working with wider teams for what three years um it was a great experience and i learned a lot you know what i mean i would never ever talk that down um because it's very very much about the people um and they were great people so definitely but being independent again um like i was in the beginning when i was writing like same energy and all these other songs it's like an amazing, it's like, it's like, it's like Luffy Gear 5. Do you know what I mean? I can, I can literally create whatever I want to create now and do whatever I want to do. And I was doing that before, but not with the same, not in the same way and in this, with the same world. Do you get me? And it's, it's a different set of tools I'm working with now, especially with this Crunchyroll song with Lifetime, um, having Miku, uh, like lend her art to this song and, and and Crunchyroll just as a whole just supporting me as an artist in that way do you get me and helping me promote more of that freedom and inspiring more more of this more collaboration and what an amazing um journey Crunchyroll have been on the size the scope the way they're growing so fast all the time it's just uh what a name to work with like I said earlier on in today's interview I'd be pinching myself all the time. Like, yeah, is I am. this really happening? Like, I please don't wake up and this is all a dream. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm very, I'm very like present. 
I'm very present, yeah. you know what I mean? So as much as I might sound super chill inside, like my my inner child is like, bro, like this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Cool. Keep what breathing. are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's happening right now? But I'm gonna, after the song comes out, there's always this kind of like pre-release anxiety, PRA, that artists yeah. might have sometimes. And yeah, man, I'm I'm just, I'm just, I just want it out now. <laughs> I want it to come out now. So yeah. I, I do it with podcasts. I interview people, massive names, and I'm like sitting there ready to hit that publish button. And I'm, I'm kind of got that fear. My my kind of rib cage is sore from mm. my anxiety of like, I really hope people like this. Yeah, and then yeah. you hit it and you kind of just got to sit there with anticipation and just yeah. hope that people like it as much as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even to be fair, like I know, I know I've done it from an integral place, you get me? And I know I was yeah, sincere in every single word. So the world can only have so much of an opinion on it, you get me? With respect, because you have to protect your own energy and you have to protect your mental first, you get me? And seeking yourself in, in, in digital spaces is always a treacherous and arduous journey. But Very much you, so. That's why you go outside, you know what I mean? Go outside and see your friends, see your family and, and push push to to be the person that you identified with in those anime characters you get me and do that on Crunchyroll as well and uh what is next for you then so obviously once this is uh out there for the world to listen to the the song will be out there people can see it but are you kind of then going to focus on some more of your own music or yeah 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 this is i mean or? this is my first independent song since since my last album you get me so yeah and exciting yeah in three three or four years this is my first independent track so i'm i'm super gassed to just be more present you get me i was very present during that time with myself i'm bro i'm i'm a super simple guy i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go back to watching anime <laughs> to be honest just chilling <laughs> out and just doing push-ups and drinking water and watching anime and chilling out and hanging out with my friends and just doing no living life living life so i can write better music See, people are listening thinking, I bet they have this amazing life and I'm going to literally go and walk the dogs, relax, probably watch some anime as well now yeah, we've man. talked about it heavily yeah. and just do some editing, you know? Yeah, man. I'm just trying to find the art in those moments, you know what I mean? And then yeah. just write songs about that. So yeah, there's gonna definitely going to be more music coming. Um, I definitely want to take a trip to Japan in 24. Um, yeah, and just well, see what amazing. else we can do and build, you know what I mean? So yeah, follow me up on the socials and stay in touch. My final question for you today, and I ask this to everybody, is to try and make the podcast as original as I can. Mm -hmm. I ask the artist or the guest that's been on to choose the very final piece of music that's played. Okay. It can be any song, any piece of music, anything that means a lot to you. But as this interview is all wrapped up and ready for the world to listen to, what song would you love to be chosen to be played out that you just think is the first song that comes to your heart and soul when I ask the question? Lifetime. Yeah. Lifetime, definitely. Lifetime feet me um Miku. Definitely. Hundred percent. Of course. Play your own song. Yeah, get why not? more people listening. Why not? Why, why not? not? Perfect. Uh our time's up today, but I just wanted to thank you and wish you all the luck with this release. A, a massive, massive uh congratulations on your own label and this thank collaboration. You. And uh I hope that our paths connect again in the near future. Definitely, man. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, my no guy. Problem. And you. Take care. Right, peace. So there it is. There's my interview with me and the rapper Shay Lingo. And as you heard, we talked a lot about the partnership now with Crunchyroll. You can go and check that out now and listen to his track Lifetime, which is available right now and is absolutely brilliant. So go on Spotify, check it out. There's a great behind the scenes documentary as well, which you can check out and so much more.
And if you aren't signed up to Crunchyroll, give that a go. There's some incredible anime on there and an amazing lineup of such a variety of great animation. I want to say a massive thank you for Shay for coming on the show. It was so good to have you on and hopefully our paths will cross again in the near future. If you're new to Mark and Mika's of this episode, there's over 300 episodes available all for free right now on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Not only that, I've put a lot of focus over the last few weeks onto my YouTube channel. It's just come out and called Mark and Me TV. There's so much stuff coming your way on there, so please subscribe on that channel. It really goes a long way. And if you've really enjoyed today's episode, why not just take the time to hit that share button on Instagram or Facebook, or why don't you just retweet it on Twitter? It goes a long way, spreads the word out, people might be a fan of Crunchyroll or Shay's music and then suddenly listen to the podcast and become a fan for life, and that is the dream. Also, I do have a Patreon account, so if you are new to Mark and Me and want to support it, all the money that comes in via Patreon goes right back into the podcast and allows me to go out there and record more interviews for you guys at home. And you can literally sign up for as little as £1 a month. For that, you get a welcome pack with stickers, badges and so much more and exclusive episodes that are coming each and every month called The Lost Tapes. And there's a link on markandme.com to access the Patreon account right now. I'll be back in only a few days time with another brand new episode and a brand new video on my YouTube channel. So until then, listen to Shay Lingo, go and watch some stuff on Crunchyroll and I'll speak to you all very soon.